Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by me, Fraser McGrewer, for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision making. I'm here with Peter Coghill and Nick Hare of Aleph Insights. And this week we're discussing the seven ages of man. Nick kicks off. Yeah, well, um, I am 42 years of age. Get away. As I, you were as I go through life, <laughs> I occasionally, you know, think back to the, uh, to, to the Shakespeare's Seven Ages of Man speech in, uh, in As You Like It. And uh, yeah, it's sort of something I remember not far from my school. There was actually a statue, quite a famous statue, I think, of the Seven Ages of Man. It's like seven heads on top of each other, each one representing a, uh, a different age of man. And of course, when I, as a schoolboy, I was number two because the Seven Ages in the in the uh, in in the original uh, sort of play are um, the infant, uh, the schoolboy, the lover, the soldier, um, the justice, the pantaloon. And then second childhood at the end. Mm. So I think I'm I'm sort of midway between justice and, and pantaloon. I, th- yeah. I think I'm in justice, well on my way to to pantaloon. I think that's pretty um, accurate. And I think the uh, yeah. So that there are. Uh, I mean, I suppose in modern day terms, we think of this as sort of infancy, childhood, teenager. Being a youth is the soldier, and then middle age being the justice, and old age being the pantaloon, and second childhood being kind of extreme old age. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it, and it works. It intuitively, it works. I feel like yeah, I get, I get it now. I, I feel like that guy, you know. Uh, sort of every few years, you think yeah, okay. So I'm, I'm moving on now. I'm, I'm nearly, I'm approaching the next stage. But what, I, what I'm wondering really is whether or not this is, this is meaningful. Whether I'm just sort of finding the patterns to make Shakespeare right, or whether or not, um, whether or not, you know, there are, uh, is it the case that there are sort of measurable features of a person? Um, that that you know where we can say well there is a kind of qualitative distinction between these people and those people not necessarily a sharp one not necessarily doesn't necessarily happen on your 47th birthday or whatever but but it, is it the case that actually there are these meaningful stages in life and if so what are they great which stage are you at fraser well i'm obviously um still, still a youth yeah i'm well i'm still the yeah the the soldier bloke that's me yeah full of strange oaths yes and right mouth, you know seeking glory in the canner's mouth or whatever yeah. it is yeah yeah, no, no. Unfortunately, I think you struck I, me more as a lover than a fighter, though. Perhaps. Well, I was sort of straddling the two, perhaps. Yeah, um, <laughs> but um, no, I think sadly, I'm you know I'm the justice with you know full belly cape on round whatever it is. Um, yeah, and I think if we think of ju- uh, the justice as dispensing judgment, not just on um, you know the uh, the pe- the people in the in court, but in general. Yeah, that that it is an age where we feel much more capable of 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 and confident in our own judgments about others that's certainly something which i've i've felt quite you know for probably for the last half decade or so you know um i mean peter will come to you at the moment what sort of stage you were at but i think it's probably fairly similar to us but um yeah actually one of my pet hates actually um, having pet hates makes you definitely the justice <laughs> you're yeah. right actually well the, my one of my pet hates is 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 the justice is, is middle-aged men um one of the things that annoys me about middle-aged men is how they don't bloody listen um and how they think they know everything and they've been there they've done that and there's just this i, I, I was going to say arrogance but it's not really arrogance it's a kind of complacency or a yes i you know it, it just annoys me um and a friend of mine, sort of sense of self self certitude yes sort of, this yeah. sense of self certitude um 
yeah, it's just really frustrating. So I think that makes me not quite one of them. But as you said, it's quite justice like to <laughs> Yeah, to have hate. a downer on yeah. on other people you're yeah. in your you know, your <laughs> yeah. age bracket. Yeah. yeah. Uh Peter, what are you? Well I, I, I don't know, I I haven't seen you mewling or puking. I feel like I've sort of bucked the trend. I think I went straight from mewling and puking to to uh, being a justice. I've always <laughs> been, I've always been accused of being uh, being sort stodgy of middle-aged. stodgy middle aged ever since I was mm. a teenager. Um, yeah, quite <laughs> judgmental, quite sort of uh, quite sort of dogmatic, quite know it all. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I think I felt I fit squarely within justice. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, there's a good example of in one respect, you know, to answer the question we've asked. So in one respect, uh, yeah, these are quite helpful categories, um, and they do sort of work. And yet, straight away, you know, Peter was saying, well, actually, I've kind of been middle aged since I was a kid, so they do kind of fall down a bit. Um, well, in a, but in a way, though, that sentence wouldn't be meaningful unless it meant something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I see what you mean. So, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it, yeah, I, I like it. Yeah, I mean, I, and I think there is an expectation that people, I mean, to some extent, I remember my, my dad saying something to me once. He said, uh, for me, youth was always a spectator sport. And I and I totally get that. I've always felt like I slightly missed out on, you. everyone tells you, it's called, oh, yeah, you're going to become a raging ball of hormones. You're going to be reckless. You're going to take lots of risks. You're going to have sex with loads of people. And I have got to be honest, no, that didn't None really. None of that. Yeah, that didn't really. <laughs> I was yeah, pretty still sensible. Waiting, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, you know, I was, <laughs> yeah. So I feel like I feel like that portion of it I probably slightly missed out on, and and probably went straight to soldier. I think, but uh, yeah, I missed out the uh, the 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 uh, probably the, the yeah. So that that kind of, but but yeah, I mean, so so I think, but obviously those generalizations wouldn't exist unless they there was some truth to them. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've, I, I guess, and I, I'm sure Peter has as well. You know, I've looked, I've looked at what some of the dimensions are that we could think about tracking someone's, um, you know, someone's sort of position and 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 how we how we might find meaningful breakpoints. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. let's do that. Well, let's kick off. We can kick off with. Um, I think we let's kick off with the kind of most mundane, which is the physical. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. First bit is easy, right? Are you still growing? That's essentially, and obviously we stop growing by the time, more or less by the time we're an adult. Mm. So that, that sort of makes sense. Stop growing physically. Mm. Inside things are happening, but on the outside. Uh, at the age of about 13 onwards, you, you lose the ability to hear high frequency sounds, which is sad. Wow. Um, peak fertility for women, about 25. Uh, peak mass of sort of body and, and strength, you know, is about 30, I think, for both sexes. Um your eye muscles start to decline in your mid-30s and you become at high risk of short-sightedness. Uh, average age of menopause and going grey is about 50. Um, then osteoarthritis becomes a much bigger risk in your 60s. Hearing loss becomes a very significant risk in your 70s. Um, by the age of 80, half of people have cataracts. And the probable maximum human lifespan, which is at all possible for reasons that are not well understood, is probably about 115. So that's it. The span of life, it's all uphill till you get to about the age of 25. And then it's catastrophic. Okay, it's I just really a, depressed. Luckily, they do all they, they do come at staged intervals, these different these different ways in which your life your body worse. declines. And these are really only talking about, I mean, obviously, your risk of getting various kinds of nasty diseases increases as well. But these are the sort of structural problems that start, that most people will find themselves suffering from. Um 
Yeah, that's the sort of that's the physical side of things. Okay. Cognitively, it's a bit more interesting and a bit more spread out. Okay. I'm afraid it's bad news for us though, lads. Oh, but uh, I don't know. Peter might be all right. He's oh, sorry, sorry. Your no, brain he's still a man. Yeah, oh, sorry, your no. brain, your brain is going to grow to about 15. That's when it physically stops growing. It doesn't get any bigger. Okay. Right. But your frontal lobe, which is of course where we get all the most sort of human bits, the bits to do with our, uh, if you like, sort of judgment and our our ability to. Um, sort of see subtlety to control our own behavior to um, you know yeah I guess to make sensible decisions is, is a good way of summarizing what the frontal lobe does um, is uh, that 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 keeps going till our mid-20s um, but then it, again same thing then it things start to slow down reasoning spatial skills speed of thought they all decline not by a huge amount your cortex starts to thinning out your the speed your the speed of your receptors firing slows down um memory starts to decline in your late 30s uh which is why you can never remember the name of that guy who was in that thing you just saw yesterday um and your reasoning skills decline uh, the order of apparently three four percent over every 10 years um but from sort of 45 onwards and above 60 your brain actually starts to shrink uh again and the increased risk of alzheimer's really kicks off once you get 70 or above Good news. Some good news amidst all this misery. Uh, so, as I said, fluid intelligence declines. Um, you know, that is your ability to kind of, yeah, learn, learn new stuff, uh, essentially. Sort of compare stuff and see new things, see new, see old things in a new light and all those yeah. kinds of things. Um, uh, it declines from your sort of 30s onwards. But your crystallized intelligence, which is like, I guess, the things that you have learn and the process the the systematized processes that you have for thinking so that is i guess things like your the the your judgment the quality of wisdom. your judgment your wisdom let's think of it as wisdom that doesn't really decline till your till your 70s mm. so so that goes up that keeps going up and stays about the same uh so that that is that's good some good news it's a one way in which we're not declining yeah um, so there are a couple of dimensions I've looked at. I've looked at others, but I thought it might be. I don't know if Peter's got anything to chime in with. Uh, well, the the, the the take a slightly another slightly mundane thing is I think that different cultures have different uh, thresholds or or gateways depending on things that you own or that you've achieved. Yeah. So a notable one, perhaps of the becoming a proper adult in. Uh, Western society is when you when you own your own home, mm. um, uh, and when you you know you're not reliant on parents or some other authority for your 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 uh, your your shelter. You you now own your own. You yeah. now your own own your own. And then obviously there's sort of cha- children and um, finishing university and finishing school. Sort of gate obviously natural gateways to to sort of the next stage and you kind of level up at that point kind of re- officially level up but i feel like uh in some ways i feel like i've gone back a stage back to being a f- bit more of a fighter right when we when we start when we set up aleph insights so i now feel like i'm compelled to you know give a shit a bit more okay <laughs> about yeah. my life and about my job and oh. about how i you know how how what we do um yeah, you know, it's quite you know. Have I had I stayed in the previous employment, so I might have just sort of slipped into being like just a company yes man. Okay. Um, but now I feel like actually not the thrusting young thing that you are. No, now. yeah. Now I feel well, maybe not so much thrusting and young, but I feel more compelled to try harder. 
Okay. And fight my corner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's something also I don't think we've really addressed, which is that um, this is all very uh, male-oriented. I mean, when Shakespeare talks about it, he, you know, he uses you know seven ages of man, although that's a sort of, you know, a catch-all, let's say, but these are definitely men who he's talking about and we are all men now i no, don't I, think I'm, this... I'm assuming that you're given to understand it would apply to both but well, yeah i mean the, the pictures that he paints are, right. of, are of a man but yeah. i think there's a couple here that don't quite fit so when he's talking about the justice and if we think about middle-aged men middle-aged men are definitely of a certain type um and you think that doesn't apply i don't to think that women. applies to women i don't think they're quite as judgmental i don't if think only they're... we knew any women we could get them to <laughs> <laughs> um i think uh, the best thing we can say here probably well, at the risk well, of saying sorry go on well also i don't think the soldier quite applies um because i don't think uh females are quite well, so your career woman i mean i guess that's the 20s yeah. 30s you know the age where you know in terms of ambition and stuff it, it seems like it's a yeah, so that's, that's the modern you know. day. Well, the modern day equivalent would be, you know, what do you do at work? But hold on, so because the soldier goes straight to the justice, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's something missing. I'm not. I'm not saying that women have to be defined by motherhood, but I, I think there's something missing in there somehow. Yeah. I mean, the interesting thing is Shakespeare doesn't include any mention of children, mm. but of course, actually, for a lot of people, that's the most significant. Lot of men, that's the most significant. Uh, mm. point in their life certainly for women um, for for more for obvious reasons but for men as well um, so yeah it's a good it's a good point I, I think uh, what would the seven ages of women be we, we I think it would be interesting to revisit that with mm. an actual an actual female woman yeah, if, of the like, feminine gender at as some you point. say if only we knew one yeah uh, um, yeah I mean so so I think and, and I mean Peter touched on the, the you know it's a hope, owning a home for example uh, so look, looking at some of these other the social and sort of legal side of things um you you so when do people people get married on average at about 30 now uh it's not changed that much weirdly so the average age of marriage in in the 1860s was about 25 and it didn't change very much at all until about 1980 Presumably and in then the uk right yeah in the uk the average age of of uh marriage for for men uh is, is about 33 now and for women it's about 30 and that's and uh that gap actually has been pretty constant so it's weird you've got these two lines where the lines move about for men and women but the gap between them is always right, about two or three years um but but it but we're still we you know the, and the, i think the the uh, that is to do with social expectations um but the average age at which people first get married now is is, is uh you know kind of 30 ish um which is about the same as the age at which uh women have their first child for men again slightly older similar gap i mean you know you would expect that but men's men's first child is about 32 women it's about 30 average age that has crept up um by about two years for both men and women over the course of the last sort of 40 years um uh and then if we look at um so first time buyers uh you will have heard won't you this how all these millennials can't get on the housing ladder mm. and they're having a terrible time so that's so not on. true no, the average age of a first-time buyer has virtually not changed since 1990. Wow. Virtually unchanged. It's still about 30, 31. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so they're the kind of... There's some sort of social economic indicators. I mean, certainly looking at sort of... Then another trend, really, rather than a break point, is that um, your wealth uh, your wealth increases throughout your life, uh, essentially. But our average wealth goes up, reaches a peak... 
uh, in your kind of mid fifties. Uh, the average average median wealth is apparently half a million quid. Of course, that includes a house, but right. uh, house plus savings plus whatever other assets you have, and then it declines again as you spend what you've saved. Um, but the the biggest rate of change of wealth comes in your sort of late thirties and forties, um, which makes sense. So I mean, up until that time, certainly for me. It was sort of survival. Have I got enough to pay the mortgage and buy food? And then you get to a point where you're actually able to to save a bit. Mm. Uh, happiness mm. is an interesting one. So, yeah, go on then. When What's we, your theory? So, when do you think peak happiness is? Oh, it's meant to be old age at some point. So I'm guessing that's sort of the penultimate stage, as it were. Yeah, happiness basically is U-shaped. So you're happy when you're a kid and you're happy when you're old and you're miserable. Uh, at <laughs> the maximum misery age is about 50 right yeah so we've got that to <laughs> look, look forward to it's, yeah. only get, it's only going to get worse uh yeah so um and then uh you know thinking about politics as people get old they yeah, get we're more talking about this whole sort of famous sort of churchill sort of yeah uh, more conservative yeah yeah Would you... exactly now the interesting because i mean one of the arguments i'm actually becoming a bit more left-wing but anyway go on okay well i mean i think we we this is uh sorry to veer off into a discussion about brexit but one of the things that I've heard lots of people observe is that well a lot of the Brexit voters were old, and and that they would have died. Yeah. And the young people who are more likely to vote Remain, well, there's more of them now. So if we had the referendum now, yeah. then there would be more Remainers. Well, no, that doesn't follow because those marginal Remainers at the age of 35 well, have so now tripped over into become, becoming leavers. That's right. <laughs> the 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 upward curve of conservatism uh, has remained pretty constant. On average, people are less conservative now than they were in the 1960s. But that upward curve has not changed. So it's, you know, people are, in other words, yeah, it's not the case that the sort of people now are, you know, as what you would expect is that 40 year olds now, however conservative they are, is how conservative 10 year olds were 30 years ago. (laughs) But it's not true. There's more 40 year old conservatives now than there were, say, 20 year old conservatives 20 years ago. Thus proving that people get more conservative over time is the idea. Yeah. Anyway, so there's a bunch of things that we can talk about, about the way that, you know, people change. So I I have derived my own sort of slightly more data driven ages of man. Um, Um, I don't know if you guys have had a go at that. I've not. No, I've not. Go for it. Okay. There's weirdly seven of them. Okay. And I've given them names. Okay. Okay. So (laughs) age of orientation, naught to two. Okay. Basic skills, yeah. walking, speaking, seeing, basic motor skills. You need all that to get through the rest of your life, right? Yeah. So this yeah. is the basic skills before you. Then I, I, I declare that two to the age of 2 to 15 is the age of growth when your body and your brain are both sort of at their maximum rate of development. Mm-hmm. 15 to 30, I declare this to be the age of learning where your fluid intelligence increases, your physical growth has stopped, but your frontal lobe is developing okay so then 30 to 40 this is where the other things kick in age of responsibility mm-hmm. marriage children home ownership loss of fluid intelligence and strength your eyesight memory and hearing are starting to go right 40 to 50 i th- was going to call this the age of crisis and i changed it to age of realization <laughs> this is where we hit peak unhappiness the children are teenagers you're probably now voting tory and but you're gaining wealth at the fastest rate that you will have done uh, in your life at this yeah. point. Um, baldness. 
kicking in at this point, big time. Gotta hope that never happens to me. Then aged 50 to 60, age of acceptance, I call this. So your happiness increases now again after a long, long increase in misery over the course of your life. Yeah. Now going up again, you're probably going to go great. You're probably going to have a menopause if you're a woman. Your reasoning skills and your wealth are starting to decline now. Uh, and then at 60 or above, uh, this is the age of decline where, where your, your life is going to be primarily driven by which, which uh, chronic ailments you have. Yeah, and where the nearest loo is. Yeah, and that kind of thing. <laughs> So that's, I th- and I don't think it's bad in terms of, now this is less, it doesn't line up, it, you know, there's seven of them and I didn't decide that that was going to be the case, but just that's, that as it happens, seems, it is what fell out of what I was looking at. So quite happy with that. So, and I think it, it works. So in, in the, theoretically, I'm, I'm now at the beginning of the age of realisation uh, after finishing my age of responsibility um you know i'm so, now i'm now uh, i should be uh, i should be approaching peak unhappiness my children are growing up and i should be becoming more conservative i think a lot of that is true yeah no i know that good segments i like it I like so it. fraser remind us how old are you now in years not in mental <laughs> terms i'm 46 years old 46 does this sound good i mean you the light is at the end of the tunnel though because you're going to hit the age of realization as i call it yeah no i'm still waiting for this bit of where i'm still wondering where all my savings are i'm not sure about that bit Um, (laughs) but you're you yourself have become a more valuable asset so your personal capital yes yeah yeah. if we could value that it would be priceless yeah yeah maybe fraser should stop building more tunnel uh and just step out into the light yeah uh, indeed indeed how old are you peter i am 37 Okay, so a whippersnapper. What's and so by Peter your... should be in the age of responsibility. Okay, okay. He's certainly got you've got a house, haven't you? Got a house. Yeah, yeah. not some many of the other ones yet, but uh, not many. Of the still a player. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, look. Um, this brings us nicely onto what I'd like to talk about a little bit. It's do you have either? We can either use Nick's new model uh, or the Aleph age model. Um, do you have an age that you either look back upon with fondness or it could be now or in the future? Uh, What's your favourite age, I would say? Um, have a think about that, and when you're ready, chip in. Oh uh, yeah, I can, I can go for it. Now, but I wonder. If yours is going to be, yours is going to be now or something. You're going to think it's great. Now, Boringly, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, the thing is that I don't think. Uh, would you have said now ten years ago? That's what's yeah, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's always now. Yeah, yeah. With with, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I There's always. I feel so like you might. Life has always been problems, your, you know. And you're going to go. I'm happy. now. I mean, as a kid, I was very anxious a lot of the time, uh, and uh, you know, as a teenager, I wasn't very successful at being a teenager. No, I can. I didn't seem that. to do a lot of. I was bad at it. You know, I was yeah. kind of. <laughs> I didn't know how to be cool. No. Uh, uh, now see now I've now you've got, got it, I don't right? care yeah, well yeah. now I don't care and in some ways that does make you uh, slightly cooler right but well not in my case maybe but I so I feel like there are a lot of I started out with a lot of kind of baggage and have gradually shed that and I feel more you know free now you know I've certainly got a bit more money than I used to I mean when I was in my 20s I never had any money ever there's always too much month left at the end of the money, you know, yeah. and I couldn't buy anything that I wanted. And, you know, uh, other people always seem to be going out and I couldn't afford to, um, you know, and then, then you have kids and there's a lot of work and then it becomes more fun and less work. Uh, you know, you had a bit of a, you know, worked in a big, slightly boring organization. My job got more interesting over time. 
and then I left and started my own company mm. um which is great so yeah i don't, i honestly don't i don't and i and i think there's something i don't know i don't think it's right people shouldn't look back and go oh you know happiest days of my life school or university i think it's really sad well i mean even at university i, I look back and i think well i did have a lot of time i mean but i didn't do anything with that time and i didn't have any money to do anything with that time that i had so in a way it would have been better spent doing something else probably mm. Yeah, so you know, it, it, to make it you know to continue this theme of sadness or, or what you touched with for me, yeah, no, it does feel sad because um, I do have a favourite age and I do look back at it actually, which was probably from about fifteen to twenty five, um, which doesn't quite fit your category, but it, but but um, no, that's perfect. That's that's what I call the age of learning. Well, that's a thirty, yeah. Um, but no, I had I just had such an amazing time back then. I just um, it's, you're it, one of these teenagers who I was really jealous of. I was like, how are they doing this? Yeah, how do they mean, know I, what to do. I I just travelled the world having fun. Essentially, who paid for that? Well, I did because I was working as a teacher. Um, so oh, yeah. you know, living all in all right. sorts of Fair exotic enough. places. I with... thought you might have been a trust affair. <laughs> if only, um, <laughs> and meeting, let's say, all sorts of interesting exotic people, and it was a great time. You know, um, carefree. I looked great, full head of hair. You know, everything. You know, it, it was just wonderful. Um, and actually, money in in some senses, I didn't have much money, but in another sense, I had plenty of money for what I wanted to do. It was great, you know. So, and I do sort of, you know, I, I think it's a mindset. freedom ain't worth nothing, but it's free. <laughs> but it's free. Yeah, I think um, this is a thing actually that I call the purple patch problem, hmm. uh, which is something that I've noticed in. You don't in want to peak too people. early. That's the yeah, yeah. It's but what it is 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 that uh, people hit uh, it, what they it's a kind of local peak of a certain kind of lifestyle or look or personality mm. and and they are briefly let's say that someone's been a bit of a loner or something uh, you know or a bit awkward a bit socially awkward and suddenly at 15 somehow their brand of awkwardness propels them into coolness yeah. or they suddenly become really attractive and everyone yeah. fancies them and and the day that everyone fancies them they happen to be wearing a particular type of clothing mm. and from that point onwards you know they wear that for the rest of their lives they're just yeah. they're always going to dress like a teenager now and and i and and of course and they're no longer they have nothing else to cling to they've got nowhere else to go because it's all downhill well actually and i know a lot of um sorry we'll come to you in a second Pete. i um, i know a lot of t- people who are living that lifestyle that i did and i enjoyed it uh, and I know a few that remain friends. They've continued that lifestyle, and there's actually something a bit sad about them. Actually, and I, I th- they're the oldest they, swinger yeah, in town. They, exactly. And, yeah. Are they a little? Are they unhappy? I don't know, but it doesn't seem very satisfying to me. I could yeah. be wrong. Well, there uh, is a problem. I mean, there is a bit of a problem about people who take on responsibility. Always say they're glad they did, but actually, if you look at happiness, for example, children, I think, provably make you miserable. Um, mm. getting married makes men makes women miserable I think particularly I think it improves men's welfare but um, and yet everyone says they're glad they did those things yeah. so it, it might be that uh, there is some other thing we're expecting to happen which isn't purely related to happiness which yeah. is to do with some kind of achievement I don't know but yeah, um, or yeah. An expectation yeah. Uh, Peter for you has it already been is it now is it coming well I similar to Nick I think now is pretty good I and this period the last 10 years it feels like i'm shedding a lot of baggage that i've had from teenage years and things and starting to work the world out but given that there's a sort of upward trend i feel it feels like maybe the next 10 years is going to be better i'll be more secure happier have worked out life even more 
just be you know care less about the small things and have more big things to 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 enjoy so yeah maybe the next maybe the next period is what i'm looking forward to okay yeah so i think there's a positive message there to all those uh to all those depressed teenagers right that this too will pass you we've all been there I know you never believe, people never believe this, right? Nobody ever believes that uh, people older than them have experienced the same things that right. they've experienced. But but we have. We've got the data here that shows that you're not atypical, you know. Um, uh, but, you but you know, we, we I, so, well, we, I'm completely contradicting most of that because, I, spe- I mean, you know, I'm supposed to be really miserable, but not. Uh, unless I, Unless I am. And I just have convinced myself that I'm not. Right. But yeah. yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's it really. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, uh, you know, it's all, it's all going to get better. Yeah. No, I'm not convinced. No. Okay. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I no, watched I think... Ferris Bueller's day off yesterday with my oh, son. Okay. Yeah. I've watched it with my kids. They loved it. Yeah. It just reminded, reminded me of that quote, you know, if you don't, uh, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you might miss it. Yes. I don't know. It's not directly relevant, but it, feels tangentially relevant right yeah well i think all that remains is for me to do is I, i'm gonna go up and buy a harley davidson and get a tattoo and uh that'll make me feel better yeah right? do it yeah cool <laughs> all right okay um thank you as always for listening to the cognitive engineering podcast i'm fraser mcgrew i've been here with peter coghill and nick hale of insights until next time goodbye mm-hmm.